We're back. Are you nervous? No. Are you? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. We are back in the uh, in the guest house. Back in the guest <clears throat> house. Back in the saddle. Yeah. And I need to turn my phone on airplane mode. Lots of coffee from downtown subscription. Mm-hmm. Um, so we haven't recorded since May, since spring break. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Since the um, the pizza night. Yeah. yeah. We call that spring break. Yeah, that's spring break. Yeah. And it was like uh, a really wild week. It was a wild week for all of us. And this has been also a wild week. We're having a lot of wild weeks. Yes. This is a wild week for a different uh, different reason. And Brianna and I just had a, um, a little chat about what we should talk about because a lot, and this is all I'll say and see if we can, what I want to do is, is get close to it. So people go, oh yeah, I've had that. But then totally steer clear of all the details yes. Yes. <laughs> and the names. Yes. Um, but this has been a weird week for our friend group. And when I say week, maybe 10 days or seven days or something like that. Or it's, like two weeks. Or, or yeah, or yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, about two you weeks. You just said a week and I was like, it's only been a week? I know. It's probably been two weeks. It's okay. COVID time, so it's difficult to tell. And this is has to do with uh, numerous things, including the fallout from breakups. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if I start to say something that that is I'll too raise much, raise your hand, <laughs> fallout from breakups, COVID infiltrated our friend group. Yes. Um, homelessness, me. <laughs> in sort of. Insert in search, yeah, in search of a home. And, uh, By the way, you you drive an Audi, so I'm not so worried about you. But I'm not worried about me either. It's it, there, it, it's just a tight moment now that I'm actually staying with my parents for a second. Yeah. think we've agreed that they don't listen to this but if you guys are hi thanks for listening yeah thanks, thanks for having Teo stay with you yeah thanks for being one of our sponsors we really appreciate <laughs> yeah. that they are truly a sponsor yeah yeah them the El Rey court yep and, and um, downtown subscription yep yeah, and El Farol El Farol definitely mm-hmm. we love you guys thanks so much so with all of this sort of drama going on and it's various, and every single person is affected by it in in completely different ways. Yes. Um, it's all, I guess. What I'm trying to say is, we a, a group of meditating friends isn't immune to life, which I think is a great place to start. Yeah, because and it's e- true. right, and even the meditation teacher has has completely been brought down to his knees. Or the rug pulled out from under him. And in a way, in the way I have it the worst and in a way I have it the best. But there's also good news too, because someone in our friend group who wasn't meditating became a meditator this yes. week and yeah. he is loving it. Yeah. Um, and that's Todd. He's another one of our sponsors. <laughs> He's the owner of Apuntia. Go to Apuntia. We're supposed to say that. Right, right. And Sky Coffee. Go to Apuntia and drop the code meditation. And you will get zero dollars off on anything on the menu. Yeah. 
So, um, so I guess what I want to ask you is, and then of course, babies, that's a yes. whole other thing because yes. this is, that's your bit yes. and your side yeah. and you, and Brianne, I have to say is, is the person that everyone calls and talks to, to, for advice. It's usually me, but not this week. <laughs> nope. It's, it, it's you. And you've, you, I think that's a natural role for you. You've yeah. always kind of been like that. People get I around like you. Listen. I mean, I'm a listener. So that's. Yeah. Yeah. But you've always been like that to me. We've sort of been like that to each other, but I think you've even been more like that to me, which is funny because I'm always doing the <clears throat> sort of on the fly counseling to my students. But what happens when the meditation teacher needs counseling? The name of this episode is what happens when the meditation teacher needs counseling? <laughs> what happens when the meditation teacher needs a meditation teacher? Well, I think it's interesting because our last conversation was about, I was having a really down moment and yeah. frustrations and like I was grumpy. That passed, that completely passed. And we were talking about the two minutes and we were trying to explore That's like right. how could, was there anything that was coming up through meditation mm -hmm. that was affecting me in that way? You were getting, you were getting worked over by work. There was uh, yeah, a lot oh, of work yeah. stuff oh, yeah. that was that just was, demolishing was just it. Like, yeah. It was just, I think everyone is reacting to us coming out of this year of COVID and then mm -hmm. now maybe going back into whatever this is in different ways. And I think that for some people, it's just exhilaration. And for other people, it's very mixed. Mm -hmm. For a lot of people I know, they're just angry or have anger in some capacity that there's just a lot of weird emotions mm -hmm. right now. It's a very <clears throat> emotional period of time. And, and, and also the weather is matching because we even talked about this last night when we were talking, there's a windstorm and even in Santa Fe right now. Yeah. No, no, no. I think the episode should be called Santa Fe 87505 because <laughs> this is basically <laughs> Melrose Place. It's turned, our lives has turned into it's Melrose turned into Place. Melrose place. <laughs> but, but we've had electrical storms. The other day, Todd and I watched a lightning storm and we saw easily, easily, this is a conservative estimate, 25 lightning bolts over a period of a half hour. Yeah. So the weather seems to be also matching. There's something tumultuous brewing. or we're, brewing. We're definitely getting an epic monsoon season mm -hmm. right now. Yeah. One of the best. Granted, I haven't lived here in a very long time. So. But it's epic. It's And great. it's beautiful. I mean, thunderstorms yeah. every afternoon. And then they leave just in time for the sunset. Yeah, and then there's some rainbows. Yeah, and then there's rainbows every right. day. So in our friend group, we're, we're waiting for the rainbows. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm -hmm. they haven't showed up yet. Well, they this is the rainbow. They're Slouching here. towards enlightenment <laughs> is the rainbow for our friend group and any friend group who's going through um, some. All right. Anyway. Or, or meditation is the rainbow. Okay, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We're you. The, I haven't slept. Uh, You're in it. In you it. Know, we're both just like. Yep. The other day, I had to race around. Uh, New Mexico, trying to get a um, a COVID a rapid COVID test because I was exposed to somebody, and one of our one of our friends who was vaccinated, and this is going to be happening more and more yeah. everywhere. Yeah. So Daisy and I went to Española yeah. to get a rapid test. It turns out we got the test, and then they said we'll see you in three days, and so then we had to go to Albuquerque. Has the, it been this three is days? Uh, well, we got it. It was negative, but this <laughs> is all leading up to. <laughs> 
you calling us the I, like, swab slowly mob. I like move the microphone farther and farther back. <laughs> no, no I we've just all, wanna... we've all had negative tests. We all have had negative that. tests, but I just thought you calling us the swab mob was brilliant. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Anyway, you were saying something. Um, what was I saying? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. I just took the mic away from you like Kanye you took it away mic from out Taylor of my hand. Swift. <laughs> and you're you know, you're kind of Taylor Swifty right now. I am. Yeah. You look like this is this is an outfit. What what is that? What is this called? That it, a a, it's a black blousey western top <laughs> with jeans and you have long if Taylor Swift had long hair, that's what she'd look like. Okay. I are you offended? I, I, I'm somewhere in between flattered and offended. <laughs> it's a very thin line, but thank you. <laughs> <sighs> I might break into song right now. Um, so anyway, yeah, meditation. Yeah. So what are we supposed to do about well, all this? So, oh, I remember what I was saying. You went to a in the midst of a lot of things happening. Yeah. You went to a meditation retreat. You went to a rounding retreat mm-hmm. with your teacher, mm-hmm. and that was a really intense. This is this experience. is. I, I need to talk about this yeah. actually. <clears throat> so I don't know if we've discussed rounding, but rounding, and it's something you're going to learn. I've never learned. Yeah, but you will soon when Cassidy comes back. Yeah, for good. Not this. Not in August, but when she comes back in September or October or something, we're going to do a, a rounding weekend up at her house. And you're gonna love it. Okay. It's it won't be the intensity that I had on this retreat. Okay. But um so it'll be like a baby. It's gonna be a baby. It's for beginners. Okay. It's a real it's like preschool rounding. Uh the ABCs. Okay. Yeah. So rounding is you can t- you can learn this meditation, and this meditation you do twice a day. You start with half a minute at the beginning, you sort of just settle. You do your 20-minute meditation, and then you always take two minutes at the end to sort of emerge easily and to not shock the system and to integrate experiences. And this is so you don't turn into a grumpy person after you meditate, because if you come out too quickly, Brianne just rose her hand, um, (laughs) you can get a little edgy, you know, and it's like being woken up from the best dream you've ever had. And if that's ever happened to you, you'll know you kind of hate the person who woke you up. So- in rounding, what you do is you you learn a very specific sequence of asanas. Asanas mean pose. They say yoga, you know, yoga poses are called asanas. Right. And the sequence is very important. You have to do it in order, just like if you want to unlock a lock, a combination lock, you have to get the sequence of the combination correct, or the lock doesn't come at, come undone. And these, I think there's about 12 asanas. So around 12. And there's something called tone up in the beginning. And you can learn this from me or your friendly neighborhood meditation teacher, as long as they're teaching Vedic meditation. And uh, so you learn the asanas, then you do some pranayama, which is alternate nostril breathing. Then you meditate for 20 minutes. And then you lie down in shavasana, which is on your back, palms up. For 10 minutes and that's a round and it takes about 50 to 55 minutes what are you doing during the shavasana you're not you're 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 not meditating you're resting and you're not saying your mantra does your mantra ever get stuck in 
not, not, not really, not really in Shavasana. You're generally, I, I've noticed what I'm doing in Shavasana is I'm trying not to look at my phone. Interesting. Yeah. I'm trying not to look to see if it's been 10 minutes yet. That's the phase I'm at right now. When I round, I just want to look at my phone. It's, te- it's really bad. At memes or just at the time? I don't know who texted me, that kind of stuff. Just stupid. Yeah. Memes who texted me what's on Instagram really based dumb shit that I don't need to be doing. Okay. But there were times when, when Shavasana was very restful and I'm sure I'll have that phase again. Or when you're kind of, sometimes you fall asleep a little bit, you kind of snooze and you might, might wake yourself up from snoring okay. a little. Well, and I you're up. I wouldn't because girls don't do that. But Brienne snorts when she laughs. <laughs> That's true. That is actually true. And you did it last night. And what's great is whenever you do it, if I imitate you just a little bit, you'll laugh even harder and snort again. It's this great, you expose yourself and the button and then I just go push, push, push. <laughs> so that's around. And then after you finish Shavasana, you take a sip of water and then you start again. This is on a rounding retreat. Okay. And so you do round after round after round. And And how long, how many can you do? Well until it's like unhealthy or you have to eat? I, yeah, you, you have to eat at some point. Um in a in a normal rounding retreat, you work your way up. So the okay. first night you do one round. There's usually a group meeting, okay. you have a talk, everyone learns how to round. You do one round, and then the next morning, you might do two in the morning and one in the afternoon. And then the next day, you might do four in the morning and two in the afternoon. And then and then the next day, you come down to like four, three, and then you have a going home program. In initiator training, which is what we call teacher training, you start with four rounds a day. We're all experienced rounders by then. Okay. And you begin with four rounds a day, and we worked our way all the way up to 14 rounds a day. So that's about 14 hours of rounding. Uh, and then once you hit 14 rounds a day, you sustain it for one month, and then you start tapering down. And during that time, it's like it depends on – there's a lot of stress release. So you're having massive stress release with – uh, deep celestial experiences as well. So, you know, at one minute you're noticing things that you couldn't perceive otherwise, like, like matter is becoming particulate. And the next minute you're crying because someone gave you the stink eye. It's a very, it's an up and down roller coaster. Um, and it can be a lot of fun, but it can also be, you have to meet as a group every night to talk about it, to make sure everyone's okay. So there's a process and, I am an excellent rounder. I have always been an excellent rounder. I've been able to round and not, I have felt stress release, but I've never had moments where I felt shaky, unsteady, or uh, lost or in need of help. And, you know, some people on my teacher training went through that, you know, and my, in teacher training, what was hard for me was some of the academic stuff. Rounding? No. I've been rounding for ages. When you're doing 14 rounds a day, it becomes that like the 10 minutes at the end, you think you're doing yoga and then you sort of come to and you're actually in Shavasana. Things start getting very mixed up Yeah. or you're doing um, your meditation and you think you're in Shavasana, you're doing Shavasana, but you're actually doing 
it, it starts to jumble up reality and uh, it can it can sort of play tricks on the mind, but it's super fun. Most people who go on a rounding retreat on the last day always say, when's the next one? They love it. People love it. So me, this experienced rounder, went on a rounding retreat and I thought, I'm just going to take it easy. I just did a few rounds here and there. And I had, the for the first time ever, even after um, teacher training and everything, I had massive stress release. I was like... I came back a kind of a mess from this thing, <laughs> confirmed by Adam last night when he said, you were a little, what do you say? On, on, Brianna and Adam took me out for my, my birthday. He was like, you were a little wacky or, or off kilter. He's cattywampus. He used something. I don't remember what the phrase was. I just yes. remember he said it. And yeah. I was like, yeah, you're right. I was. Yeah. Uh, so even... It's interesting. There's been all of this. It's been kind of, I guess, a running theme in the past two weeks that even though I'm an experienced meditation teacher, even though I'm um, an experienced rounder, someone who helps people, someone who's normally, I think, pretty solid, has been knocked off my log. And thank God I have a practice. <laughs> right. And it's because been- it keeps in, you from just floating. Away. Yeah. Well. Well. The the question would be, what if all this happened, and I wasn't a meditator? How dark would things would things get? Right. And how? What? It's interesting to think about, like what just what everybody's going through. Um, what if we weren't meditators? How much harder would it be? I mean, I I I know for a fact that meditation gives us greater capability to adapt to anything. And when you have a lot of things going on, like we all do right now, it starts to eat away at your adaptation to energy, yeah. even if you're a meditator. But to think, you know, if you, there are people who meditate and they use the meditation like a quaalude, like um, they don't meditate at all. And then things start to go bad and then they start to meditate. Like that's, that's not going to fix anything. It might soothe or help. And it's definitely not a bad thing to do, but the real key is to continue meditating. And then when this stuff does come, when these tidal waves of bullshit, drama, misunderstandings, whatever it is, when they do come, even though you may have low adaptation energy, you're, if you're a longtime meditator, you'll still have greater capability to handle it. I think that is so true. I mean, I'm seeing it firsthand in in things with myself, with Adam, his response to things yeah. completely. A good friend of ours is going through, another person is going through a breakup. Mm -hmm. And she's just crushing her breakup. Like yeah. she, you know, she's like, she's very dedicated to meditation. Mm -hmm. she Twice was, a day. Or yeah. She was really, you know, I think it was a little bit of a surprise, but she is just she's doing, doing way better it's unbelievable. than a, yeah, it's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. And you want to crush breakups. <laughs> if you're going to be good at anything. And you also crushed your breakup. I mean, like, I just, everyone's I did. Just crushing their breakups. I, everyone's, <laughs> people here in Santa Fe are crushing their breakups left and right. And it doesn't mean we're impervious to certain things. I mean, we've, um, this, this person that we're talking about and I have both been this week haunted by our exes as there, there's been stuff coming up yeah. and we're still crushing it. I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
And then look at and then look at Adam too. So Adam, and one of the reasons why I wanted Adam to stay, Adam was walking around like a caveman this this morning, and he didn't want to get under the mic. But I really want him sitting next to you one of these days. Um, I would just, I, I want people to hear him talk about this. So Adam, um, one of the joys for me about being his friend, and we're becoming better and better friends. And I'm just like, I'm so, like. I'm so grateful that he's that he's my buddy. Um, you you get, you get to be on the end of these amazing text messages that immediately send you into research mode on Google. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but he uh, he had kind of a rocky beginning with meditation. He had a great course, a great yep. four day course, and then he kind of didn't do it. You know, he uh, here and there, but um, he wasn't that dedicated or into it or no. whatever. And only recently did he kind of get back into it. I think he did it and he thought, I don't want to speak for him, but he sure. did it and he thought, I'm so, this is so, and my life is so crazy right now with babies and all mm -hmm. and work and all these things. I can't wait until I have time to do that. Like, I can't wait until I can really get in this because he had a lot of so great experiences much. right out of the gate. Right. Yeah. He put it off and then he, Sometimes but then he got that. to it. Most yeah. people who put things off, they never get back yeah. to it. But I knew because he started texting me and, and telling me the experiences he was having. And uh, and it's, it's always great to see because he's like, no, I'm in it. I'm going to do this twice a day. And then these amazing texts started rolling in. The most recent one that I got was that he had finished meditating and he opened his eyes and he was still transcending with his eyes open. Okay. This is, this doesn't happen. This is advanced. This is advanced shit. <laughs> This doesn't happen normally to people. My husband, everybody. Yeah. He's very advanced. <laughs> Bree's shining right now. She's so proud. He, um, yeah, a lot of people will experience this, but only after maybe three or four years of meditating, you know, to establish what that is, is establishment of being into the eyes open waking state. And it's thinking, eyes open thinking waking state and pure unbounded being are mutually exclusive to the beginner meditator. Mm -hmm. You know, the mind likes to, you know, operate in this world to fulfill desires and have shared experiences and, you know, look at things and whatever, go shopping, eat, hang out. But the mind also loves to be deep, unbounded, and one with its source. Absolutely loves it. Stepping beyond thought and experiencing that for us, it's almost like there's a gap in experience, but it's an experience of no experience when we're, we're transcending. The more you do that, the more, the more you saturate and stabilize pure consciousness into the eyes open waking state so that eventually you're deep with your eyes open 24 seven. You don't have to go, you don't have to meditate to have an unbounded experience when you've been meditating for about five years. You're deep no matter what. Right. And Adam, who's, you know, an anomaly in this He's world. Just a savant. He really is. He's <laughs> this happens with everything he tries. He touches it and he's just like, oh, I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. So he texted me the other day and he said, you're this is crazy. I opened my eyes and I'm totally transcending. I'm unbounded, or I forget what his text said. But that, but I say that to offer like an inspiration to the people who are only once a day or the occasional meditator to just get on twice a day. 
I have a maybe superficial question. Good. I love superficial questions. Do people who meditate, are their eyes brighter? Yep. What is that? <clears throat> hmm. It's going to be a few things. It's going to be lack of stress. When people are stressed out, their eyes tend to dart around a little bit. Mm. Um, and, and they're also seeing, we see in pictures. Most people think we think in words, which we sometimes do, but before the words, there are pictures, always, 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 always. We're just more aware of the words. And when people are stressed, um, they are seeing pictures while they're having conversations. So if you go out to lunch with a stressed out friend, like let's say me, for instance, recently, <laughs> we may be having a chat, but I'm seeing pictures. And that those pictures of what I'm stressed out about is in between you and me. Okay. And it's getting very metaphysical and I like it. Yeah. But you can't see what I'm seeing, but you notice I'm not like right now, Brie and I are really connected. We're like eye staring. Mm -mm. Yeah. And it's very, there's a clear channel right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just got embarrassed. I had to look away. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're, you know, look, the next time you, you meet a friend out for coffee, lunch, or beer, which is going to be damn soon. I know it because you're you and I love and this is and, beer. and this is Melrose <laughs> and this is Melrose place. Watch the person's eyes when they start telling you how they feel about what's going on. Okay, and you'll they're going to be seeing pictures of the stress thing, and they're going to become re-stressed by watching the pictures. And there's a veil, there's a subtle veil between you and the person. Now, when you meditate, that starts to clear up because <clears throat> even though. Why did I get a brevet? I'm basically drinking hot half and half. Water. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, <laughs> brevet, it's like in uh, Anchorman when he says milk was a bad choice. It's summer and I'm drinking hot half and half. It's, it's, it, it taps great. <laughs> Wait, I have water right here. I have water right here. I have my water bottle. My excellent water bottle. What's that water bottle say? Kinto. Kinto, another one of our sponsors. Another sponsor. Um, another wonderful sponsor. So <clears throat> once you meditate, once you begin to meditate, one, you can still get stressed, but you're generally, especially after some time of, like three months or six months of meditation, you're spending more, less time worrying about the past and the future and more time enjoying the present. People will call this living in the present. But um, because if you're meditating, you just know that you have very little control over the past and the future. And you usually meet when the future comes or whatever unfolds in the future, you'll just meet it in the present. So meditators <clears throat> are more present with you because they they begin to enjoy reality more. Uh, most non-meditators are trying to escape their reality. And they do that in all sorts of ways, whether it's video games or drugs or whatever it is, they're trying to like get out of what they think is a sad, troublesome life. But once you start meditating, you kind of become a connoisseur of reality. 
It's fun. The present moment is good. And whatever things you have that are going on, you don't need to think about them because, you know, if this, if something's bugging you, well, that'll, that'll show up and then you'll be in the present moment. But I think that's what it is. And then there's another, there's still another reason. Then there's something physical. So if you're meditating regularly, uh, you have less ama in the body. Ama is a white viscous substance, which is the byproduct of stress or undigested food or undigested experiences. And this, this gunk, which you can see if you want when you wake up in the morning, scrape your tongue and look at what's on the tongue scraper or the spoon, and it's going to be this white, gross stuff. Put some on your fingers and move it around and Ew, smell it. don't do that. Do, do that, that, and you will never not scrape your tongue in the morning. Because the physiology pushes it up to your throat so, so you can help eliminate it. Uh, but most people wake up and they chug water and they're driving it back down to their gut. When you have less of that and you've been meditating a lot, you start because the body, the body's always a printout of the mind. Mind is constantly printing out the body. So what are you printing out? You know, what is today's body was yesterday's mind. This is a printout of yesterday's mind. And if you're continually, if you're constant with the meditation, your body is or your mind is printing out more and more bliss chemistry and you get the body of bliss. And when you have the body of bliss, you get soma. And soma um, creates ojas. I'm, I don't know if we, we want to go too deep into this. I'm loving this. But this will yeah. start to clarify the skin and the eyes. In fact, when you're doing a lot of, when you're on a meditation retreat, uh, people get a little bit of a shiny, oily forehead and cheeks, and this is ojas coming in, and it's actually really good for the skin. So meditators generally have better skin. They have clearer eyes because less ama, more soma, more ojas. So that's the actual reason. That's a real. It's not just something that I've noticed. Right. And, that's a, that's yeah. a real that's a real thing, and and you'll even like and even if you talk about consciousness for a long time. Ojas starts, a film of Ojas will start to appear on your forehead. And if you get it in your eyes, it's just a little stingy. But for the, for the, I never tell this to students, but it is kind of fun worth mentioning now. Die hard meditators, like really nerdy meditators, will shower first and then meditate because they don't want to wash off the Ojas because it's good for the skin. Now, we don't all have to do that. I'm just saying there's some, we, there's some nerdy corners to this practice and they're not rules at all. They, once you get into rules and enforcing rules, you're getting into culty weird. Right. And this is not that, but these are just quirky. It's fun. one of those things that yeah. you, you can know, you know, if you, um, if you're, if you have a lot of ojas coming up, you can always wake up, shower and then meditate. And, uh, and that might be, you know. Because if it's on your skin, it's really good for the skin. It's a natural oil. Oh, good. I could use a facial. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have some more um, hot um, half and half now. <laughs> mm. Why did you order a brevet? I have no idea. It was just in the it's, it's like that time I ordered gluten-free pizza at Pizza Night. And everybody <laughs> at the, the entire table looked at me and they're like, what, were you thinking? what are you thinking? Yeah. It was a bad. I, I, I like making bad decisions sometimes. Yeah. It keeps me 
you know, I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say. You on your toes. Yeah. You have to explore a little bit. So yeah. ask more questions like that. Well, I think <clears throat> that's an interesting one because it's something I've always wondered because you see these photos of like Maharishi, even mm -hmm. Tom and P and mm -hmm. like just you have really bright eyes. I just, there's something you can notice with, yeah, he's, yeah, you're hamming Tell me right more now. about my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a thing. I can see it, I, there is certainly something to it. It is a thing. Yeah. And I've noticed it in our friend group too. Yeah. Yep. There's some bright, there's some bright eyes going on. Yeah. 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 Well, there you have it. Bright yeah. eyes. Bright eyes. Not the band. Mm-hmm. Um, one other thing that I had been thinking about, I, I know that there was a point, well, we should go back to rounding, but but this occurred to me this morning. Didn't Maharishi say that if 1% of the world meditates, everything would be better? He said something like that, and then he uh, there was a revision to it. Oh. And the revision was if we could get about one square root of 1% of the world population that the, an, an age of enlightenment would dawn or something like that. That's not his quote, by the way, it's something everyone's going to go and look this up and it was this and that's fine, but it was something like that. Okay. But, but really it doesn't even have to be that it could be maybe one square root of 1% of a population of a town because look what happened with, um, Florence and Rome you know, in the Renaissance, there was an awakening. And I, it would be interesting to, to know, I mean, I don't think they're all, you know, doing rounding and doing Vedic meditation, but there is something where, well, you've heard of like, what is it? The hundredth monkey? I don't know what that is. Uh, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's a phenomenon. I think it's called the hundredth monkey or <laughs> don't move. <laughs> I got to take a picture of that. This is really funny. <laughs> Brienne just put her her arm on the. <laughs> <laughs> I had to I had to keep it up. It's yeah no that's that's pretty good. So there was an island with some monkeys and I'm gonna get this wrong but the the idea is basically there. <clears throat> they were teaching monkeys how to use tools on this island, trying to see if they could do that. And once they taught a few monkeys, suddenly every monkey on the island started using the tool in the way that these few monkeys were taught. Now comes the banger. The island next to them started using the tools and no one taught them. There was a, a psychic right. connection or a connection through consciousness that once this group, and they were from the same family or whatever, um, they started doing the same thing, but there was no physical contact between these monkeys. And it was something like once a hundred of them are doing it, it'll spread out through consciousness. And so th the monkeys on the other, you know, whatever island, they just, uh, they started using these tools just like the other one. So I think what Maharishi was going for was saying, if we can get enough people meditating, it's going to make an impact to the world. And not everybody has to be doing it. But you don't think that 60 million or 70 million people meditate? Wouldn't that be 1%? Yeah. We're at a billion people or 7 billion people. So 700 million would be 10%. I, I failed algebra one like five okay. times. Right. So well, you, I'm, that's a I'm lot. That's a hopeless. lot of times. I failed everything five times. <laughs> uh, 
if I failed everything a hundred times, everybody would wind up failing everything. <laughs> um, don't ask me about math okay. again, ever. Right. Ever. <laughs> we'll not bring it up. But you don't think that a lot of people meditate? You don't think- that- I think a lot of people meditate. And I think it takes all kinds of meditation. I have a bias for this meditation. Right. But I think everybody finding a practice that they love to do and that works for them is a good thing. I strongly urge people to do this meditation right. because- transcending is everything. Yeah. You're, you're connecting with source. I've told this to people, to meditators, and then they say, oh, I connect with source all the time. Then they learn this and they say, I need to retract what I said before. Right. I, I now know that I don't know what I was saying. This is different. And it's, you know, this is, Maharishi did say, that this is the fulfillment of all religions. Someone asked him if this was a religion. He said, no, but it's the the fulfillment of all religion. And what he meant by that is connection with source. Yeah. Connection with source, which is yoga. That's the word. Yoga means unifying or yoking um, individuality with universality. And that, you know, when we meditate and we're not having a shallow experience, which is good because you're releasing stress. Your individual mind is becoming universal. The the two are joining and then and then you over time stabilize universal consciousness into the individual mind. You become this big cone, you know, with the tiny end, which is individuality, but you're also this massive back unbounded, I almost knocked over the TV <laughs> uh, thing. And you can kind of zoom back and forth or be all of it at once, depending on the demand. You know, when Viv cries, it's individuality time. Right. But you also kind of want to keep a foot back there right. for yourself so you can give her some of that, whatever it is. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. All right, so so let's back up Uh to the rounding retreat. Oh yeah, okay. So you came back, you were whatever whatever word was used, off kilter. I was in, I was having massive stress release like I've never had before, like I've never had, I never had in teacher training, I never had in the rounding retreats I did up to it or rounding on my own. I was. Off kilter is a very nice way of saying it. I was, um, I was a mess. I was a mess. <laughs> it was embarrassing. Here I am, the 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 shepherd trying to help people, and and I felt I'm the one who fell into the ditch. <laughs> but I think that that is a reflective of you also being human, because you're not trying to present yourself as being some superhuman. Yeah entity because you're able to teach this skill and like help people mm-hmm. and because you've been practicing it for so long. That doesn't mean that you are just In- able to escape humanity and like right. the, the traps of humanity. Right. So I think that it's really, it was very I humbling. Think it's really important mm-hmm. to discuss this because you're, you know, you have to also stay in touch with like, Oh, I am confined by certain things as well. Or, right you know, this can still happen mm-hmm. and that's normal. Yeah. You seem to have bounced back since then. I have, the I've, 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 I've bounced back for yeah. sure. And, and I know as a teacher, I actually knew what to do. I knew what got me and I knew how to bounce back and, 
um, and recover from it. And, and it was, I was going to recover anyway, but I, I knew the quick way out and the quick way out took about five days. I, you know, I was, I was doing, I, I mean, I was, I, it was, yeah, it was crazy. I, um, <clears throat> yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> it was nuts. I was super emotional, like really emotional. I don't, I, it, I re, it reminded me of being a kid cause I was a really emotional child. Um, I was a, very sensitive, very sensitive. <laughs> uh, I was, uh, but it reminded me of those, of those early years. And, and I think what was happening was I was unstressing something very, a lot deeper Yeah. from those early years. And it wasn't about any of the stuff that was going on here. Um, those were catalysts to get the deep stuff out. Right. <clears throat> because the stuff that's going on here, even though it's hard and whatever, yeah, it's it's still fine. This this triggered, I like hit oil. I hit a geyser, a deep, a sleeping elephant, as we call them. The sleeping elephants are just harder to get to, I, I guess. And, and the first um, thousand rounds I've done didn't get to it. So, but I finally, I guess, struck some kind of deep geyser of emotion or stress or loss or whatever it was. And it came out like, like a tidal wave. And, and when it was happening, most people, when they're unstressing like that, don't believe they're unstressing. One of the benefits of being a teacher who even teaches rounding and all this stuff, I know, I knew what it was. Um, but I was, but I would, at first I was doing the wrong thing, which was resisting it. And I was resisting it, I think, because I felt it's wrong for the meditation teacher to be taken out like this or, or made me question, um, my own capabilities as a teacher. I, I, I don't know. It was very strange. It was kind of, in a way it was kind of cool, but, uh, you know, we want to be, <laughs> it's good. It's a good reminder that I am, that I am not invincible. And then I have to take a, a, a lot of care. I have to be very careful, you know, with, yeah. with this program and, and understand that it can still happen. It was just it's crazy. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm talking about. But just no, thinking I mean, about it, it was like I was in a storm. It was yeah. like being lost at sea for four days. Now I'm fine. Now so I'm, what was the quick way out? The quick way out was to impose just a little bit of self-isolation, to retreat just a little bit from, not a lot, just a little bit from friends and from um, social media, like things like that. So, yeah, so I got out, I got out of it by, by just doing my, doing my work by rounding. Teaching really helped. <clears throat> Teaching always helps. Doing puja helps. Mm. I have, I, you know, but yeah, I think that's what it was. I just needed to round. I need to be my, be by myself, round and take lots of long walks and, and cool down. Walks are the best. They're the best. Yeah. They're the best. And I'm now back on my, uh, my, my big nightly walk, which I do after dinner. Um, and, uh, 
that's a that's a good one. It's over ten thousand steps, which is good. Um, but then, okay, anyway, what is that loop? It's it's up. It used to be. I would start from a different place, but it's right. still the same loop. So it's all the way up Old Santa Fe Trail till that turn off towards St. John's College. Right. And then I go to Canyon Road. Okay. And then I go down Canyon Road. And normally I would go across Garcia, but now I'm going around the block for certain reasons. Okay. <laughs> then back up Garcia all the way to wherever that, I forget the name of that. Park. Yeah, where the yeah. park is and then down to, or I might even go through the plaza if it's a really beautiful night and then loop around and go up old Santa Fe trail to my house. Oh, wow. That's, that's a big walk. It's about an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. I usually take. Yeah. So when you texted me that you were at Geronimo, I thought I hadn't even started my, my walk wasn't even going to, I wasn't even going to leave for my walk for 20 minutes, but I thought maybe I'll see them outside. That'll be fun. But I I was disappointed when I did see you guys. I I figured you were still there, but. um, We did. We had a long leisurely supper. That's good. I still have never been to Geronimo, but you know, I have a birthday next year. (laughs) And so maybe I'll just wait for you guys to take I have me there. A birthday last week or next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so what else? What else do we want to do? We want to circle back to the the friend group. Is there anything well, else to say on that? I think. Does this usually happen? Where and I don't know if this. I don't know how this happens. Here we have a group of friends. Everyone meditates mm-hmm. because it's sort of splashed out. Mm-hmm. But is that do you typically like when you lived in LA? Would meditators gravitate towards one another or would yes, that? Yes, meditators yeah. do gravitate towards one another. Uh, what we don't want to do is ex- meditators shouldn't exclusively hang out with meditators. Right. But once you meditate, it's it's a little easier to hang out with meditators. Yeah. You want, uh, you know, do you want to hang out with a f- super stressed friend who has no interest in becoming unstressed? Or do you want to hang out with someone who's present like you and you can just enjoy everything? That's so true. Right? Because we always have so much fun. So we have so much fun. <laughs> and I can't, I can't wait till the gang is all back together, <laughs> till this storm has passed and people don't have COVID anymore <laughs> and everyone's, you know, feeling groovy. Yeah. Uh, but what we also don't want to do is make communities of just medit. I mean, there, we do want communities of meditators because that helps spread it, you know. Right. But we, it is, <clears throat> it's no good to keep that light just in your own circle. Right. You need to go out and radiate. If you're a meditator, uh, yeah, most of your friends are going to want to be meditators. When you, when some people learn meditation, they're the only. I was the only one who knew meditation when I learned and I didn't know what to do with myself. I, I, you know, I was, I was, uh, uh, learned with my ex-girlfriend, but she quickly broke up with me a couple of weeks later and I was on my own and I, all I wanted to do was talk about meditation and I couldn't find anybody. So I started dragging my friends to Tom's intro talks and then slowly my circle of meditation started expanding. The year, the November after I learned, uh, we we had Thanksgiving. I, I may have even told this on this podcast. I'm not sure. But we had a Thanksgiving dinner. There was like 20 people at our house. And I said, I'm going to go meditate. And my cousin June and her husband RJ followed me into the back bedroom. And the three of us meditated because they had learned 
I told them about it. They learned. A year later, same group of people, I said, I'm going to go meditate in the back room. And uh, I think only four people were left in the kitchen. (gasps) And we all got in there. We were all looking at each other like, this is the best. That's so nice. Yeah. It's it's good, but you also don't want to be... where you where you know if you're not out there radiating you're not helping anybody right and the world needs meditators we need to you know we need to offer our bliss and our capability and and even i think our problems in a sense that maybe if i'm having some kind of problem it might be good for people to see how i solve it through consciousness or through, or whatever mechanism I use. Oh, this is really interesting. Okay. So this was the day before we went on our walk, you and I, about a week ago, Okay. the day before I had gone on a walk and I was sitting on the grass in that same park and I was really feeling it. I was still in that, um, I was felt despondency. I knew I wasn't despondent, but there was despondency and grief in my body. And I was just feeling it and, and having thoughts like, I'm going to move, you know, (laughs) you know, I was like, I was whacked out. I was just so sad. And this guy walks over. It was first this, this, this girl came over, walked, kind of put like only 15 feet away, she put a blanket out. She's kind of cute. And she put some stuff out and she looked over at me and smiled and then pulled her legs into lotus position, started meditating. And I was like, huh, you know, and then 10 minutes later, this guy comes, he, he looks like a clown, <laughs> you know, he's dressed in this hilarious way. and Like makeup? No, 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 no. Just like- um, A wig? Big shoes? What, how, what like, a, like a half, he was like half skateboarder, half artist, okay. half, he just had a really funny style. Okay. And he was walking over, presumably to meet her. And he was walking, his eyes were on her. And I was sort of in that sort of, um, I had the hurdy poos, you know, just sitting there. Meh. And as he's approaching her, he looks over at me and does a double take and then stops. And he goes, man, you're about the happiest person I've seen in a long time. And and I was like, and I just said, thanks. And he goes, like get, with a little bit of, I need some of that. And then went over to his girlfriend and started talking to her. That's, in, wow. That's wild. Yeah. And here I thought, and this has happened to me once before where I was like, thought I was having a bad day and someone, this was at the newsroom cafe. Remember the newsroom cafe in LA? Mm -hmm. I was like having a bad day and someone came up and said, um, I just saw you and whatever's going on with you is just, I'm just inspired. And then they left and I was like, Inspired to be what? (laughs) Well, what I thought was so low was higher than what they could perceive or whatever. It was just a, it was just an interesting little moment where I was still radiating. I w- inside I I was struggling a bit, but I was radiating something different, and that shocked me. Or he was a liar. I doubt he was a liar. If he was dressed like a maybe clown, there's no reason. Clowns don't lie. Clowns don't lie. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it was really funky. It was really weird. You're about the happiest person. 
or today, or I forget, I forget what he said because I was so, um, not myself in that moment, but I, 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 I had to laugh a little bit inside and think that's a, that's a good sign. That's a good sign. I'm, I'm on the right track. And, um, and these, these, here, here's another thing. The way I was feeling that day, I used to feel like that all the time right? for years. And now it, I'm shocked because I felt like that for two weeks and I haven't felt like that in ages. I mean, this is progress. Yeah. I'm just like, sometimes yeah. if you're looking, if you're in the, in a, in a, you know, if you're trying to dig a hole and you're just looking at the dirt because you're shoveling, you just see dirt. Um, but sometimes it's good to like get out of the hole and say, okay, I've done some work. Right. There's been perspective, but I think that's partly what was going on. Yeah. I don't know. We had this guy come to look at some of our trees. He had to take out a couple of trees. It's like a tree doctor. It's like a tree doctor. And he said the sweetest thing. Did I tell you this? Is this a business called triage? No, no. But why is it not called that? <laughs> you remember um, when Adam said triage last night? That was anyway. <laughs> but he said something very similar, which it's just such a good message. I was saying, oh my gosh, I'm so worried about some of the trees on Old Santa Fe Trail. Every time I drive up and down, I'm seeing some brown trees and I'm really concerned about it. Is it like a disease? Is there bugs? What's happening? And he looked at me for a minute and he said, you know, if you're looking for the dead trees, that's all you're going to see. And I thought, you're right. And then now every time I drive down Old Santa Fe, I'm like, look at all the beautiful trees. Everything's fine. Maybe that can be the name of the TV show, The Trees on <laughs> Old Santa Fe Trail. I was truly concerned. And he he made such a good point. He yeah. said, if that's what you're looking for, it's all you're going to see. Yep. And this, this is v- verified by what Maharishi said, that consciousness becomes what it sees. Yeah. And, and it's... Sometimes it, we need to look at the dead trees just to pull them out yeah. for a second. But yeah. what we want to do is, you know, what are we looking at? But look at all the social other media. Trees who are doing what are so we? Well. Yeah, yeah. What are we ingesting? Mm-hmm. It's all right to have those those dips, even for the meditation teacher. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Storms blow over, and if you're a meditator, it's gonna you're gonna get through it quicker. Always. Always. And our little group, we're going to have a group meditation sometime, which will be super fun because we haven't done that in a while. Well, I've still never done it. You've never done it. No. We should do it at a, at a Puntia, one of our sponsors. Now that Todd, <laughs> yes. Because that's where we did his training. So we could all go up there sometime and, and that'll be a really nice thing to do. And also be on Oyster Night because I know he's going to start doing that. Oh, I hope he starts doing that again. Yes. That'll be good. Yeah. Okay. Anything else you want to say? No, no. I'm, this is great. It's nice to be back in the saddle. Are we still in season one or is this? No, I think uh, we should figure that out. Or should, or should we just have one long season one? (laughs) Just always season one in our world. (laughs) Yeah. We're just, we're just constantly in season one. Yeah. We're forever in season one, but now that I'm back. We'll, uh, we'll do more of these. It's going to be consistent. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and thank you, by the way, to all of our listeners. I get compliments all the time. People reach out and people say, I love your podcast. And, uh, that means a lot to us. 
we love that you love it. And if you want to learn how to meditate, um, reach out to me because I can teach you or one of my colleagues can teach you. And I have colleagues who I, yeah, I have a network of amazing colleagues. I love recommending my colleagues because I get to um, say cool things about them, which I really like to do. And uh, yeah, and that's it. That's it. All right. All right. Bye, Bye. everybody. (laughs) 